0: And soul Podcast. I'm grateful you are tuning in today. I'm Shauna Hall, a self-love and mindset coach teaching you how to align your life through mindset shifts, spirituality, and manifestation. Each week, I'll be giving you tips designed to help you create a passionate, purposeful, high-vibe reality that you love. If you're ready to align your glow, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul Podcast podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Laura Ashley, who is an Akashic alchemist, soul coach, and healer. She's been spending over eight years working with the Akashic Records, which we're going to dig all into today. I'm very excited about that. It's her mission to activate star seeds to their fullest power, potential, and purpose and break free from their personal limitations. Oh, so juicy. Cannot wait. We're going to have such a great conversation today about Akashic Records clears we'll talk about a little bit about astrology past life regression and then releasing so welcome Laura to the podcast hello thank you so much for having me today I'm very excited to be here <laughs> yay and so the first question I ask everybody before we get into you know your story and what you do and all that good stuff is how do you align your glow and soul oh my gosh I love this question I
1: listen to some of your other podcasts and heard you ask this I was trying to think of like a good answer to come up and now of course I can't remember it but (laughs) (laughs) like it's like the first study question right um I think for me when I feel the most in alignment and the most alive is when I spend a lot of time in nature and I take a moment to reconnect with those natural elements of um of the earth of like the the grid of earth right when I go out into the forest when I connect with the trees and I can just really feel the energy of the earth all around me so hiking is really um one of my favorite hobbies and things that I love to do in my past time I absolutely love to get out there and the, I guess the second part of that too is also a lot of the work that we're going to talk about today is work that I personally do and I do it for myself when I feel myself feeling stuck or you know not in alignment or a personal issue arising I go right into my Akashic records I look into my energy I start to inspect okay what are these patterns what are these beliefs where do they come from and then I use a lot of the alchemy work to you know de-story and uh, release integration. Or clear them depending on what's necessary.
0: Mm, that just segues so well into what the first question I'll ask. But before we get there, okay give us a cliff notes version, or you can make it as long as you'd like. You know, you have permission to, you know, talk whatever you want to talk about. So <laughs> about you know, your your journey and really what brought you to this present moment of doing the work that you're doing. Okay. Um
1: so you know, you and I had kind of been discussing that a little bit beforehand, right, about I didn't have the usual awakening process or experience that a lot of other people, you know, talk about, like, you know, they have this grand awakening or whatnot. Mine, um, I, I've i always just kind of been this way. I've always been highly intuitive um, as a child, connecting with my guides or, you know, having I had a lot of um premonitions and as like of dreams when I was a kid so I would have like really weird dreams where I would wake up and then I would live my life and it would be like wait a minute I just dream, I dreamt that last night it was like groundhog day a lot of the time for me <laughs> so that was an interesting experience growing up with because I would be in conversation with somebody and I would be able to be like I know what you're gonna say next or I know that this is gonna happen or wait a minute I've been here before I've done this before or even like um you know, going to places that I had never been before, but I was like, I was just here in my dreams last night. So there was a lot of astral traveling happening as a kid that I just was not really. I mean, nobody really talked about that in the early nineties, right? <laughs> like it was, oh. it was not super, it was not mainstream back then. Of course, it was right? a bedtime story. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> So I was always kind of into that. And, you know, like I got into astrology as a kid and then I got into past life regression. I think I was 15 when I did my very first past life regression, which I found absolutely fascinating. And I'm still very close to the person who did that uh, for me back then. Um, He's in his seventies now and I consider him to be a great friend and a great mentor um, along this path. He's taught me, he's just taught me so much through all of my individual sessions that I've had with him and just working with him and, you know, being able to work on him as well, which has just been such a blessing. Um, and then I think around that same period of time, maybe like a year or two later, that's when I got more into the energy work, Reiki started calling. So I started getting, you know, like I got my couple of my first couple of degrees of Reiki, think I did Reiki one and two really cl- like close together. And then I waited a little bit longer to do the masters and then some different variations of it as well. Um, and then I kind of, you know, I did the, you know, the regular, get a regular job, work through that a little bit, you know, always still doing this, always come back to spirituality, right? You know, you, you can't really separate that from who you are even when you're living the muggle life, <laughs> right? It's just always who you are. And then I, it was around, I think, I think it was around 2015 time-wise. I'm not too sure. Um, You know, dates start the time just <laughs> really is an illusion. It really just all starts to blend together. But anyways, I think it was around that time period, I got more interested in the Akashic Records. And then I started working with them more. And, you know, Yeah, just working with them more and more and learning more and growing and just my whole body of knowledge, my depth of experience just expanded from that point in time to really see, you know, the beauty of the universe.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it! I love it. Um, Okay, so let's just jump right in because I don't have a ton of knowledge about Akashic Records. I did a brief training; it was like a free training that Coach offered, and she's like, "Oh, we can train you." And at first, when I heard Akashic Records, and this is oh man, this is a while ago. Uh, it was very, the very beginning of kind of my spiritual journey. And I thought it was very woo. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You can go in and like <laughs> clear energy and like, look at past mm-hmm. lives. What are you, what, what does this mean? So if somebody has never heard of the concept or maybe they have and aren't really familiar, how would you describe what an Akashic record is and, uh how you i guess how you, your style of utilizing it to help somebody with their energy or energies
1: yeah great question i feel like we could spend the whole podcast just talking about that like one question <laughs> there's so much in there
0: okay so um
1: the way that i usually break it down for people that aren't super familiar with the records and even those people that are a lot of people understand the records to be like a library of information okay, okay? I kind of go a little bit more towards the computer analogies. So I like to think of the um, the Akashic Records as being like the internet, okay? You can go on the internet and you can pretty much search anything you want, right? You can look up, how do I dye my hair? How do I make some curtains? You know, like it, it, it varies all over the place, right? Google is incredible. Well, Google is just like the Akashic Records, really at the at the core of it when you go into the akashic records you are able to access information about just about anything that relates to your lifetimes, your past lifetimes, the choices that you've made, the patterns that you've had, the lessons that you've learned, the relationships you have with other people, what roles they've played in your lifetime, what roles you've played in their lifetime. You know, it's just such an incredibly vast field of information and knowledge where all of those choices, all of those potentialities and probabilities exist at the same time. And you can really go in and it, it really is a very
0: vast field of information so would you say that it's almost like your soul's blueprint to where you are now in this present time frame yeah absolutely you can absolutely go
1: in and take a look at your soul's blueprint your starseed origination points your soul gifts all all sorts of stuff like that of like who you are at your At at the core of your soul, right? Who who you are? So yeah, absolutely. It's it is like a blueprint for sure. But I also feel to a certain extent, there's just so much more to it too, because you can begin to see the, you know, almost like a spider web of, of lines of how you interact with other people and places and situations on the roles that you've played, the characters that you've been, right? So you're right. When you strip that all away, you get back to the original core of who you are, but the records, they're just so incredibly vast, right? And then I like to think of the ways that you access the records as kind of like apps on the computer, right, or different web browsers. So each of those different web browsers is going to offer you a different experience or a different view of looking at that and interpreting that information that comes through. So for me personally... I work with the records, Um, I will either read the records and I'll read them through um, the soul realignment method or actually I've taken a lot of courses in them because I'm kind of a little bit of a junkie that way. (laughs) So I think I'm up to maybe four, four different uh, classes on the Akashics right now. I just love learning about them. And then, of course, my own my own um, study with them. But so when I do a reading for somebody, I can look at their divine soul blueprint, I can pull up all of that information about the gifts, the lessons, the soul specializations, the current blocks, restrictions, the contracts, the, you know, the oaths, the vows, the, you know, the karma, what what's coming forward in that particular way. Um, and then I'll, I can also do like situational life readings where we look at a specific situation that's happening in your life and just ex- examine that from an Akashic perspective. I tend not to go into futures as much because I'm, I, I've am i i seen in my own life the power of free will and the ability to choose your own adventure, <laughs> so to speak, uh, and choose your own future. So I tend to, not to read that so much for my clients because number one, I don't want to put any, any, uh, constraints or stories around them that will limit them or limit their potential. I'm more interested in helping them to understand where they've come from. So they get to choose where they want to go.
0: Mm, Okay. I love that. And is this a gift that, you know, I think everybody has the ability everybody has some sort of psychic you could call it intuitiveness but with this specific gift is this something that everybody has access to and they can strengthen and practice or or is it more of like a star seed gift
1: um I feel that everyone has the ability to access their own individual records because I always say to you, like you are your you are your Akashic records in motion right? Like all of your Akashic information is stored in your body. And that's kind of like the secondary way that I'll look at the records when I do the alchemy work is that's more of like the healing, like looking Mm -hmm. where the records are stored within the body, where can we collapse them, where's the cords, where's the contracts, right? Breaking all of that down. So I absolutely believe that every single person has the power to access their own individual records and understand them, right? And I think a lot of times people who are very gifted in certain areas like gifted painters or gifted engineers they often access the akashic realm as well just to pull in information right where they don't even recognize that they're channeling from that space Mm -hmm. or that dimension of 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 knowing and they just they're able to create at such a such a level right so so like i said there's so many different ways to work with the records and a lot of people do it without even realizing that that's what they're doing
0: Okay. That totally makes sense. Cause you hear that very, very often when people say, oh, it's just chilling information was just pouring out of me. I couldn't stop. And I think it's so freaking cool. So that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're accessing somebody else's, I, when I took that training, she talked about like, you have to have permission. So that kind of like step one, when you're working with somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Permission is paramount you cannot access
1: information and I mean there are people that will try and access information without permission but I wouldn't say that their information that they're getting is reliable or that they've actually connected to the source or that they've connected with the records who knows what they're connecting with right you absolutely have to have consent from that person to go into their records and read their read their field read the records right
0: so cool (laughs) okay so when you're doing a reading is it it sounds like you can really be do a pretty customizable reading with somebody, whatever they're kind of looking for or searching for. I mean, to an extent, right? If they say, hey, I'd like to know where my money story came from, you can kind of dig into that.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, I always work with like people that come with me that kind of already have an idea of like, oh, this is, you know, this is the issue or this is what I'm experiencing. And it's like, okay, well let's go in and let's dive a little bit deeper and see like, what, it, what's the patterning behind it. Right. Where let's go, let's trace it all the way back to that point of origin of when it first began, what did it look like? Um, so yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. That, uh, oh, I bet you that's so helpful. For people to collapse this connection they have with their past selves or to pinpoint when this self-limiting belief actually started and be able to really kind of quantum leap and, and let go of that. It absolutely
1: is. And that's like, again, where I look at it like a computer, right? We go in and we're basically defragging our computer systems. Like, you are the computer. I am the computer. We go in, we look at the energy, right? We're like, okay, look at that file, that file of, you know, shame or abandonment. I don't need that anymore. Let me go back to the first time that it's stored into my system. Okay, cool. Let me collapse it and put all of the other ones together right up to this point of destruction. Okay, cool. Pull it out, defrag. And then you free up so much more bandwidth and space within your physical body your physical health improves your mental health spiritual health emotional health improves and you're just able to pull in that because when you have the space then you're absolutely right you can start to
0: download more of those gifts oh right? my gosh so cool so <laughs> say okay so you clear out a limiting belief right you're, you're collapsing these limiting and beliefs what's what's important for somebody to do next do they need to continue to do that inner work to build up the confidence to continue to let go or is it just like it never happened I am so sorry to interrupt this episode, but I wanted to talk to you about my crystal business called Essential by Shauna. I have been doing this for many years and I wanted to let you know about a couple beautiful pieces I have available. So I cultivate Reiki infused crystal jewelry, and it is a wonderful gift to yourself or others. Not only just a pretty piece that you can wear, but they're beautiful to help you integrate manifestations so citrine is one of my favorite crystals this crystal is a great crystal to focus on your inner desires to help you bring in what you're wanting to attract and it's just a gorgeous color Other beautiful pieces that I have incorporated in my jewelry are amethyst, moonstone, tiger's eye. So if you've never used crystals to manifest before, they are great tools to help you focus on that inner desire and get clear on the feeling that you want to cultivate. If you are looking to add any additional accessories into your life, such as these crystal bracelets, go ahead and head over to my Etsy shop. The link is in the bio.
1: Okay. So there's a couple of things that can happen. If, if the person is truly ready to release, and if it's done, if that kind of work is done correctly, it's usually gone for good, right? We've collapsed the story, we've removed the cords, we've removed the contracts, so that is gone. In situations where we see people that have, you know, brought it back to them, there's usually some type of secondary gain involved, where they're getting a benefit from experiencing that. Um, at, and in the same breadth of of that a lot of people will also call cords back to them because they're not quite ready to release people you see that a lot in like court like people will say cord cuttings or cord clearings um you know in especially like through breakups and things like that but if they're not really ready to let that person go even if they have um even if we did the whole thing the whole process everything was cleared they felt really good but if they're not really ready to let that go they'll record right. Okay. They'll reattach and that, then it'll be like, wait a minute, this never happened or this never helped. This didn't work. And it's like, well, not really. You started to pull all that energy back to you. Right. Okay. And you
0: recreate it. I, okay. So let's talk about that concept of kind of cord attachment and energy. Um, cause I love doing cord cutting ceremonies with people. Cause we are just, we love to attach ourselves. We just can't help it. Oh, <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. And you know what, that's the other thing that people, you know, don't always understand either is that cords are actually really beneficial. Like between you and I right now, we have a cord of energy going back and forth between us, which is facilitating this beautiful conversation, right? We're connected, we're conversing. What happens though, is that when the cords turn negative, it's when one person is usually pulling on the energy of another person, right? Or there's manipulation, or, you know, the toxicity happens, right? Like, and you're like, okay, break it off. I don't want to have that cord or that, you know, that cord in there anymore, right? But that Court is just an energy structure that allows the flow of energy. It's really neither good or bad.
0: Right. Absolutely. And this yeah. is what I love to teach on and, and teach my clients, but just talk about in general is we are energetic beings and whether we're trying consciously or not, we have energy around us. We can absorb people's energy. We can give our energy away. And uh, I just would love to like, I wish the whole world, which, you know, we're always on a healing journey, but if the whole world can understand the concept of working on mastering your energy because your energy is the only thing you have. It is your currency. It is how you function in life and it is valuable. And at often at times we just throw it away and we we give it away when people don't even deserve to have it. Yeah.
1: You are so correct on that. I love how you said that energy is our currency. You're absolutely right. It, it 100% is. I couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> yeah. So, okay.
0: Oh, I love this. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> so What, you know, when you're working with clients and they're clearing out these records, what do they often say to you after a session or maybe a few months later, you know, what is their energetic level like? Are they like, do they feel lighter? Do they feel, you know, like a new person? Yeah. A lot
1: of people like instantaneously will be like, I feel way more energy or I feel so much lighter. Or I feel like there's been a weight lifted off of my chest. Like I've been, you know, carrying all this stuff around for me for so long, and now there's just a lot of people just feel that expansiveness, that like space in their body, right, where they don't even realize that they've been holding on to stuff, or that tension has been storing in places, and then you you only really notice it once it's gone, right, where it's like, whoa, this whole world, this freedom, everything feels lighter right? We don't feel, you know, some of the intense emotions that we may have felt beforehand, right? Especially when we're doing that alchemy, um, you know, alchemy energy work, right? From the readings and things like that, most people are just kind of like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, I really understand that now. Okay, I, okay, now I get it. I really get why I do this or why that happened or, you know, years ago. Like it's like all the pieces, just pieces of the puzzle come in together so quickly. And they're just like, whoa, okay, I see the whole picture now, right? Which is exactly what they, they need and what they, what they deserve at that point in time to know, you know, the truth of who they really are.
0: And we can't often see that because we have our blinders on and we're only based on this present moment. Um, So I love, love, love that you're able to support humans and get people, you know, to a place where they can hopefully live in more alignment at a faster pace with this gift. Absolutely. Right. That's all about what it's about.
1: It's about liberating souls, liberating your soul from that past trauma or those past life wounds or those stories. And a lot of the times those wounds get created just from the stories that we tell ourselves. Right. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. You know, I can't I'll never make enough money. Right, uh, it's just not it. It's not who I am. It's you know, like all these different things that we tell ourselves, where we just embed those different stories. We buy, like you, you were talking about the currency of our energy. Well, that's what we're buying and selling. We're buying and selling those ideas, and then they're showing up in all of those different ways and places in our in our bodies and in our mental state, our emotional state,
0: and really what in what we manifest in the world around us. Mm. Could not have said it. Ah, even better. Yes. So, so true. I mean, it's it's all the things, right? Our thoughts, beliefs, emotions, they're all just circulating and creating, you know, a various level of energy among our being, whether it's a high vibrational or low vibrational. And then that is directly resulting in our current reality. And, um, you know, I think we don't think about that, you know, we're not, focus on that often enough we're focusing on the fancy car or the tv show or the coffee or you know we're running late (laughs) for work um and I think we just uh, you know I think a lot of people are coming back to themselves um in these last few years and coming back to focusing more on their being in this lifetime but it's it's a journey (laughs) Yeah, I completely
1: agree with that. I feel like the last couple of years have really been about encouraging people to slow down, to go within, to practice discernment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yes. To go back to what they value. What are your true values in life? Yes. What do you want? I feel that the last couple of years, have, having had it been so crazy on the outside really brought us back to the inside. Mm-hmm. right so that we can review all of those things and also it's kind of like that I don't know it's almost like I would call it kind of like a midlife review even though we're not all middle-aged right it doesn't really matter what your age is at this point it's like a. it was like a time period of a collective global life review um for us to kind of be like okay where are we going next right absolutely not yes. just individually as well, but then also collectively as societies, right? Where 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 are we going? <laughs> what kind of earth? What kind of world are we creating now? Yes. So, okay,
0: yeah. switching switching subjects a little bit here. Okay. Um, so, we um, you mentioned this a little bit earlier. It's just the concept of past life regression, and I think it goes hand in hand with the kasha records. But I would love to just dig into that a little bit more. And you know, why would somebody need or want to do a past life regression? Okay. Well, I started doing it just because I thought it was really cool.
1: <laughs> like, I just want to know. I'm one of those people where I was like, I really just want to know everything that there is to know about something. So I like, you know, again, that's why I have so many Akashic courses because I want to know what everyone knows and I want to expect it from all these different angles. Right. So for me, it was, it, for me, it was purely interest and it felt like something on my next path. What I see, though, in a lot of the people that come to me, it's usually that they have some type of repetitive situation show up in their lifetime, some kind of common theme, right? Like we had talked about like abandonment issues showing up, you know, confidence, public speaking, a lot of fears or phobias come forward too. And people want to go, okay, wait a minute, where or when did those, where did they come from? Right? And a lot of those times those are, you know, they have some origin in a past life. People also come forward um, when they're having issues in their relationships, right? Okay, how do who was my mother-in-law in in a past lifetime, right? Like it's very, we have a very tense relationship or she's this or she's that and I'm this way around her and I don't like this dynamic and I just get this bad feeling. I want to go back and then they go back in time and they find something out, right? And they're like, okay, now everything makes sense right? Everything becomes, becomes clear and it becomes, you know, aligned. And same thing happens a lot too, when people meet someone that they love, right? Like, oh my God, I just met this man. He's amazing. You know, I feel this could be a really good connection. I feel like I've known him before. Where have I known him before from? Right. And then that's when we dive into the ra- records or dive into the past lifetime and, you know, journey through and see like your soul's history together. Cause I feel that a lot of the people that we meet, we've had past, Life interactions with, especially those people where you have a super duper strong emotional reaction, either really positive or really negative. There's
0: usually some backstory there. Okay. So it's not just like about clearing any sort of energy if you don't want to, it. it's just understanding more about your current situation in life, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, when like yeah, when I do the past lives uh just kind of like standalone, like if somebody comes to me for just a past life session, that's usually what it is. When it shows up in the Akashic records as a past life, it's usually because there are um blocks or restrictions tied to it, which the person is also experiencing in this lifetime, but they might not, they they wouldn't necessarily know that until we kind of identify what the blocks were and where they originally started from.
0: Okay, that totally makes sense. It's super cool. Yeah. Have you heard or are you familiar with spirit babies? Yes. <laughs> so I'm on this whole journey right now because we're trying to conceive. Are you? Red oh fabulous. Spirit spirit babies, um, which oh my gosh, opened up a whole new world. And I thought it was so fascinating that we have, you know, often these soul contracts with these spirit babies. Yes. Like, how freaking yes. cool is this? <laughs>
1: absolutely spirit babies are fabulous and you know they're just they're their souls that are you know contracted and again they'll be courted to us courted and contracted to come in to for us to be their parents and for them to be our children right so yeah usually a spirit baby will start hanging around the parents even up to a couple of years before conception or before they come in um sometimes they'll kind of interview they'll kind of look around and watch you and be like okay is this a good fit is this who I want to be with is this working out okay cool Cool, right and then sometimes they'll decide okay no you know what that's not actually the best fit for me so i'm gonna go over here and then someone else will come in right so it, like i said that's why i don't always go into reading the akashic Crackers for the future because it can be it can change mm. right that's change true really totally, totally right? right or it's like okay i feel that soul here today but then okay wait a minute he got another job offer <laughs> right
0: <laughs> Like. <laughs> and when you when have you, have you ever interacted with or not interacted, um, you know, when you've worked with clients, maybe who have, um, maybe a spirit baby hanging around, you know, when I was reading spirit or spirit babies, and I read another book called, um, spirit mamas, what spirit babies want their mamas to know they both books kind of talk about the messaging and the signs of these spirit babies. What, you know, what are your thoughts or what have you learned about that?
1: Um, yeah, energetically, like when I look at somebody and I can feel like, I mean, usually they, they have a little bit more of a playful energy to them, right? A playful lightheartedness to them, right? And they're an eagerness, right? An eagerness to be like, to be known. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm here, hello. Um, usually though, when you look at them, enter, like look at a person energetically, they, for me, personally, I see them a little bit more towards the feet of a person. Um more so like lower, like how you would imagine almost like a toddler sitting sitting at your feet, right? And a lot of the times too you can feel them kind of like pull on your hands, right? Or like clutch your legs, right? As they're, you know, like uh, like things that a toddler would do.
0: Okay. That's so cool. Oh, love it. I just think it's so cool. Fascinating. <laughs> it, is, it is really cute. <laughs> Um, okay. Let's Let's see. We talked about that. Let's get into, you talk about Claire's. So I think you did a poster, um, a reel or something about that. And I just love this concept because, oh, it's our tool. Um, if we are willing to lean into it on kind of like, um, strengthening our intuition and, you know, allowing, um, ourselves to, I think just be a little more magical in this, this earth life.
1: Yeah. I, I, um, I know what you're talking about. I had created a bunch of different ones because I was starting a, um, intuition and development series. um, Mm, Yes. I thought
0: that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, that actually came about because a lot of the people that I was working with were like, hang on a second, I had this intuition as a kid, or I felt so, you know, I felt so connected, I don't feel connected anymore. Or, you know, I was scarily accurate as a kid. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, it scared, it scared me so much that I just shut it all down. And I closed off my gifts, right. Um. So the whole point of that was to really get people to become a little bit more in touch with their intuition and boost their boost their understanding of what intuition truly is, um as well as those people that already have a good concept of intuition but allowing them to develop it to a higher degree right because i always feel like intuition is a muscle Mm -hmm. right people will say it's a muscle you gotta you gotta work it out right for me as well when we're looking at someone energetically we have a lot of different what i would call like dimensional lenses which help us to perceive know understand data streams, which is basically information, right? So again, I use a lot of those computer kind of metaphors, but those data streams, that's what psychics are reading. That's what intuitive people read. When you see your angel numbers, you're interpreting a data stream, right? That's just, it's, that's information. It's the same, it's the exact same thing. Um, So when we clear those lenses and we activate that, we can really, we start to understand and intuit at a much deeper level. And what are the various clairs? If somebody is not familiar with the concept, okay. So um, I think the the clairs that people are they're they're really similar to our tense our our senses our senses right. (laughs) Got our clear sight, our clear hearing, our clear knowing, uh, clear feeling. There's also lesser ones like smelling and taste. Um, And so the cool thing about those is people have access to all of them. They think that they're only like one or the other. You're not. You have ones that are going to be stronger right now, right off the bat. But you can absolutely strengthen and work with all of them. And the other thing that I found, too, is that sometimes my clairs will shift or change depending upon the other person that I'm working with. Ooh, tell me more about I that. Found really interesting. Yeah, I haven't fully studied this to like really understand like what's happening, but it's been something that I've like just really- Noticed and seen a lot of that. Like, if somebody I know would recognize a sign or symbol of somebody in, say, like mediumship, if I said, Oh, I'm really smelling like peanut butter cookies right now, they would pick that up and be like, That's my grandmother, right? Like, it, the, so for them, it's almost um like a stronger connection or symbol, like symbolism that the spirit is actually there instead of me just going, Oh, I see your grandmother here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or I see a rose, right? Like, Oh, that was her name, right? But Yeah. The, the smell and the taste one is very interesting too. I've, I've tasted quite a few, like (laughs) oddly enough, like meatball subs. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I remember working with somebody and I'm like, I feel like I just ate a meatball sub. She's like, me too. We're like, what is this? So that's just an example of like that that psychic sense, right, coming through. But yeah, you'll usually have quite a few of them that come through at the same time, and they'll all work in conjunction. Like I've done past life regressions before, where you know we go back, and when I do a past life regression too, I'm going back with you, so I see what you see, and not just like guiding you through it. Um, so we kind of like go together, like we're watching a movie. Very cool. So it's very cool because you'll go in and you'll start to see it. I'll see it. So there, you know, we've got the sight happening. We'll start to hear things, right? The music or the voices or the chatter of the street or whatever's happening around us there'll be that knowing of just like what exactly is happening there and then sometimes too depending on what it is people will have the smell like i talked to a woman yesterday who had recalled a past life and she smelt a lot of burning because she was around an area where there was a fire right she could hear the sirens or you know not necessarily sirens but like screams um you know and so yeah she had like a full visceral experience of that right where all of her clairs were activating and i feel like sometimes too the stronger that past life is the stronger the clairs will come in or the maybe it's just the more you need to know it the clearer it becomes right it's trying to get through and tell you something that you need to see exactly pay attention (laughs) (laughs) we need to
0: take a look at this (laughs) How can somebody strengthen either a clear or intuition? You know, you said earlier, it's it's a muscle and, you know, I totally agree. Um, And for me, you know, meditation has been the number one tool that's helped me and just sitting and being quiet and just listening literally to nothing and allowing kind of my inner self to just speak. Um, But not everybody can relate to meditation. So what are some other ways humans can, you know, I don't know, just be stronger in this? Yeah. I love that. Um
1: that's something that I'm actually working on as well. I I love meditating but again, I have ADHD so it's very challenging for me to actually sit down long enough to, you know, especially when I'm not doing it for somebody else, when, when you're doing it for somebody else, it becomes so much easier, right? Like I can tap in hyper-focus. That's like one of the superpowers of ADHD. <laughs> when you try and do it yourself, you're like, oh, I've got other things, right? What am I doing? Where am Laundry, I Laundry, you need to clean, yeah. Laundry, <laughs> yeah, dishes, you know? And so that is something too, that I've been working on to just be in that moment of being the sky, being as empty as the sky, being the container to allow yourself to hold information to open yourself up to receivership um so yeah that's i'm similar with you working on that right now personally speaking um but for other people that are like me i you know that need a little bit more of activity i did a post actually on um, my instagram all about body scans right like just taking the time taking the moment putting one hand on your heart one on your belly and just breathing and then just taking a few minutes. It doesn't even have to be a long time. Take five minutes, take 10 minutes, and just feel into the different areas of your body and just notice, right? Just notice, are you feeling colors coming forward? Is there tension? Without trying to change anything, because we're not trying to do any of that right now. We're just simply becoming aware of the things that we have ignored or not paid attention to throughout our day. Mm, Yeah. And I think by establishing that relationship with the body, that's when the intuition begins to turn on because then eventually that, that grows and it leads to, okay, wait a minute. Now I'm seeing a color. Okay. Where's this color coming from? Right. Or where's this symbolism coming from? And then we can start to follow those different things that are being presented to us. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. I think that um, I think that should be helpful for other <laughs> <heard> HP. Let's <laughs> the stop there because I freaking love meditation, but it took a long time for me to get to the point where I am, where it works so well for me, and it was just practice and more practice and just sitting. Even if it was just two minutes a day. Absolutely, and you know the other thing too to jump off on that
1: is because again, I can't. I have a hard time just sitting. You know sitting still I mean if I'm sitting still my mind is not in my head like it's you know it I, I'm so far out there in space <laughs> like rain it in come on back to earth right come on Laura but um I do a lot of meditation as well. I, at the beginning, we, you had asked me that question, um, and I had mentioned hiking. So when I go out and I spend a lot of time in nature, that's when my energy body fully expands and activates. Where I can like I can feel the clarity come through. I can feel everything becoming way more aligned. You know, people would people would think it's like chakras aligning or clearing or balancing or whatever. For me, it's like my energy body can breathe. It doesn't feel so bogged down. It comes alive, right? And a lot of the time that energy body actually mimics the energy body of the trees around us, right? They resonate together. So it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, the trees are doing this. My body also can do this too. It's such a beautiful symbiotic relationship. So for people that, you know, have a hard time doing that exercise will clear your head and open your crown right exercise and if you can't exercise just go outside go walking do you do a 20 minute walk right get into nature do your hikes outside um any way that you can and there's also different types of walking meditations that you can actually do as well Joe Dispenza has a fabulous one um it's a little long (laughs) I think it's like an hour and a half so you have to go for like a long walk for that one (laughs) but it's still fantastic um and yeah I mean, you don't have to listen to all of it. I mean, you probably should, but do you can, <laughs> right, like do what you can. There's no judgment on any of this, right? Like it's your individual
0: path. Do what you feel is best for you. Absolutely agree, 100. percent. And I think you mentioned it. it's just movement. Move your body, and it doesn't need to be this insane hit workout. It can just walk outside and just walk. Um, and I think the power of that alone will always change something up for you and your energies absolutely it truly is
1: amazing how you know and and they talk about that like when you're angry go for a walk or when you're feeling when you're emotional when you're tired when you're this go for a walk and people come back and they're like well I'm energized and there's a reason for that because your energy body gets a chance to breathe it gets to detox it gets to push out right your body is pushing out the stuff that you don't no longer need
0: and when you push things out that you don't need anymore you create space for what can come in Mm -hmm. yes I talk about all the time with my team I'm like please go outside on your break, go for a walk. And they're like, yeah. it's cold. When I don't care. Go outside. Like yeah. I have to like force my team to get off their desk and go for a walk because you know, otherwise we're getting burned out and we're getting stressed. And then all these other things, you know, my lots of things can happen after that, but it's like, like you just said, that energetic breath of just moving around. Um, so if oh, you're yeah, listening, just move, just move your body. <laughs> Go yes. for a walk when you're done or listen to this while you're walking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Love it. Love. Um, Laura, this conversation has been freaking amazing. Thank you thank you so much for having me um we could seriously go on and on but I want people to take away some things and not you know not be like oh my gosh we're still talking about energy so okay Um, (laughs) I know you've got lots of various services I know that you are online so um what is your favorite platform to show up on currently and what services do you have to offer
1: Oh, fabulous. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me at indigo.soul.mastery. Uh, and my website's the same, um, just minus all those dots. so it's just indigosoulmastery.com. <laughs> um, I do, ver- I do a variety of services. So I do Akashic, um, alchemies, which is like that transformational energy work that we were talking about. I do the Akashic record readings. I think there's a couple of pages on my website devoted just to the Akashic stuff. And I have a one-on-one coaching program for those people that are, really ready to really step into their full power purpose and potential and break all those past cycles man those are the people that are like i butted my head against the wall too many times i want this stuff gone let's do it (laughs) and those are my favorite people to work with right the ones that are like i just i gotta change right there's there's no other option at this point and then, um, I do psych, K, which is a little bit of subconscious reprogramming, which I think is really amazing. And that could be a whole separate conversation too, because that's the power of the subconscious mind. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I talk for ages about that. But, um, <laughs> so anyways, without saying
0: too much, everyone can find all of my stuff online on my website under services. Beautiful. I will link all of that in the show notes. So if you're, you know, on your phone, you can just click like to make things simple and, um, If you are listening and you enjoyed this episode, please just take a screenshot, tag us online. It is very, very helpful for both of us to reach more people, but also just to expand this energy. We want to reach more people. We want to raise the planet's vibration. And, you know, ultimately, even if you don't, you know, buy anything from either one of us, just simply listening, this is enhancing your life. So um, I'm going to thank you in advance for sharing that love. Uh, absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) we always get good energy right good energy good information that's what it's about yep all right to everybody who's listening make your day magical thank you so much